Welcome to Mad Lit Musings, a podcast with Jamie Jo Wright, where we go deeper and ask the tough and dangerous questions. Are you a writer wanting to go deeper in your writing and get to the heart of your story? Join Christie Award-winning author Jamie Jo Wright at MadLitMentoring.com, where she will take you on an intimate, fun, and exploration of going deeper, the layers of your story, the four corners of foundation, and more. Find out how to be mentored by Jamie Jo Wright at MadLitMentoring.com. Hi, everyone, and thank you for joining Madlet Musings with Jamie Jo Wright. And today I have my all-time favorite writer who I started reading eons ago when I was in my late high school years, I believe. But I have Tracy Peterson with me. Welcome, Tracy. Thank you. Glad to be here. I am so glad you're here. I have read your books since I was, like I said, a, a late teenager. So I've read... I want to say I've read all of them, but I don't think I have because I have a feeling you've written a lot more than I even realize. What is the total? 130. Yep. I have not read them all. <laughs> 130 books. And how, how many years have you been, been um, writing? I've been, I've been, I got my first published contract in 1992. 1992. Okay. So that was so almost years. 30 years. Okay. Almost 30. And that was two years before I graduated high school. There you go. <laughs> and I think, I think the first Tracy Peterson book I wrote, I wrote, uh-huh. look at me trying to plagiarize your writing. The first Tracy Peterson book that I read, I think was a heart song. Does that sound right? That sounds very right. That's the, for okay. the first uh, six years or so I was mainly writing heart songs. Okay. Okay. That makes sense then. Cause I remember I was always getting the heart song books. I like devoured them. Oh, they were so good. I love Glad that. you like them. I miss that line. I still have some in my oh. bookshelves. That's how I, that's how I was introduced to, um, I think it was Erica Vetch. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. And then I met her at a writer's conference and went all fangirl on her. I think she was a little scared of me. Uh-huh. You know, there were, so, there were so many neat writers with the Heart Song Presents. Book yeah. And eventually, after I had written for it for many years, I started doing acquisitions for them. And then eventually I became the managing editor for the line. Oh, I don't know wow. if you knew that or not. I knew you had worked with them beyond just being an author, but I wasn't sure what your role was. Yeah. And, you know, that that was such a neat opportunity because it allowed me to see the editorial side of being a writer mm. and to have a greater appreciation for the people in my life who were my editors. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly you have a lot more empathy for the editors, I suppose. <laughs> I do, I do. But awesome. That, that also afforded me the ability to meet all sorts of new people who were just coming into their first writings, like Colin Coble and yeah. Tim Fire and you know, just so many people that uh, nowadays write all the time and you see them constantly in the stores and whatnot. So I had the privilege of being there when they were first getting started. And that just was such a delight. That is so cool. That's so awesome. 
And I just think of the way that your books have blessed so many people too. And I think as Christian writers, that's one of the reasons we write, if not the reason we write. Exactly. um, I love, I mean, your books have gotten me through lots of hard times. You know, they're the, they're an element of escapism, if that makes sense, where you want to go to something that isn't your life (laughs) anymore. But at the same time, it's threaded with the truths of scripture and with the truths of Christ's hope. And it's so great to be able to um, read those types of books. So thank you for all that you've done the last 30 years. You're very welcome. And I'm very privileged and honored to be able to serve God in that way. Uh, Writing, Writing for me has always been a ministry and that it just blesses me so much to do something I enjoy so much and yet serve him at the same time. Right, right. And you've got two books out that just released. One is Ever Constant with Kimberly Woodhouse, who is your writing cohort. And then you also have a solo book that you wrote that just released along the Rio Grande, correct? Am I right? Yes, All right. right. All right. So both of the Ever Constant is one I'm actually in the middle of reading right now. And may I just say, it's very good. Love it. Thank you. And (laughs) tell me just a little, tell our readers just a little bit about each book so we can get them excited about them. Well, with Ever Constant, it's book three in a a dependent series, meaning that each book builds on the other. Mm -hmm. About three sisters in their life in Nome, Alaska, running a poultry and dairy farm. And they are very complicated young ladies, (laughs) but at the same time, they love the Lord and they love their family. And so this story series was kind of born because of three little redheaded sisters that Kim and I met in Nebraska, or actually uh, Colorado. And uh, (laughs) they were just uh, such a joy to, you know, just talk to and to get to know. And so I told Kim, I said, uh, we need to we need to write a book about these girls. (laughs) And they, they all loved music. They were all just such beautiful young women, loved the Lord. And so we started putting together story ideas for this series. And in Ever Constant, it's the last uh, installment, so Mm -hmm. to speak. And uh, Whitney is our character for that story. And she's overcoming a lot of conflict from the past. So if you're a person who has had a lot on your plate from the past to deal with and to learn to put aside and and overcome, this this book will touch your heart, I believe, because she's she's caught up in in learning to let go and yet at the same time to embrace the life that she has. And so, you know, she was a she was a great character to have. And and uh, I found that working on that storyline touched my own heart deeply Mm. because of, you know, just life is hard. And there are a lot of things in our lives that that conflict and and also causes pain, but also help us to become who we are. Right. Right. And that's so true. And I have a feeling knowing your books that you probably have similar thematic elements in along the Rio Grande as well. I do. You know, um, it's important for me in each of the books, and and I can say this, you know, pretty much across the board, forgiveness is huge. Mm. And forgiveness for me has been huge in my life. 
to learn to forgive and also to give forgiveness at times when I felt like it was totally undeserved. Mm. And yet then to see times when I received forgiveness and I knew it was undeserved. So, you know, in along the Rio Grande, we have a, a family who's instead of having wonderful godly parents who are giving sage wisdom constantly, they're the goofs of the story. They're the ones who have made so many mistakes and are causing everybody's life to be more difficult. Okay. They have made a huge mistake with their finances. And so the heroine's father has been punished by his brother to go and run a, a hotel down in New Mexico in the middle of nowhere along the Rio Grande. And she comes with them as a widowed woman to help them kind of get reestablished and maybe to see the truth of, of their lives and how much it's, it's just messed everything up that they are so caught up in wealth and, and social status. And to be taken to this little place in the middle of nowhere in New Mexico where no one cares about social status or their wealth right. that really is hard on them. And so there's a lot of goofiness. There's a lot of problems and issues. Uh, the mother is just bent on being, you know, the most important social flower of the area, that kind of thing. Right. And it's just all these conflicts in the midst of this, Susanna, our heroine, falls in love with uh, Owen. And Owen works for the Santa Fe. And, you know, it's just one of those things that she sees problems from the past that she isn't sure she can overcome mm-hmm. and have a future with him. And so forgiveness becomes a really strong issue of learning to let go and to realize that those things aren't nearly as important. Yeah. So let me ask you this, cause this will be the million dollar question. Speaking of sage wisdom and advice, how do you forgive when it's not reciprocated with repentance. In other words, I guess what I'm thinking, when you have somebody who's wronged you and you need to forgive, but they have no remorse. That is, it's hard. It really is hard. And it's totally an act of God. The thing that really came to me when the first time I really faced a situation like that was that this act of forgiveness that God has required of us is not for the sake of the other person it's for our sake Mm. forgiveness is is when when forgiveness is withheld it it becomes a cancer and it eats at us and it takes apart the joy in our life Mm. and so we don't forgive for the sake of the other person we may think sometimes that's why we're doing it but forgiveness is such a powerful and important and necessary thing for us to do for our own sake and I think that's why you know the Bible talks about God forgetting mm-hmm. and forgiving for his own sake and I think that's that's something that's important to remember and a lot of times then when we know that we are doing this as a means of our own health and well-being spiritually it becomes easier mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how have you experienced um, the benefits of forgiveness in your life? Well, you know, like everybody else in the world, I'm a sinner saved by grace. 
<laughs> Amen. <laughs> well, I'm a sinner. Not everybody's saved, I guess. True. But, you know, <laughs> uh, for myself, you know, there has been times when I have been in need of forgiveness in a big way mm -hmm. and knew that I had made mistakes that were painful and just absolutely, it, it was hard for me to come face to face with, with who I was mm. and, and the attitude that I had. That attitude was so overwhelmingly negative. And, uh, you know, I've known, I've had a relationship with God since I was born, it feels like, you know, because I practically was born on the pew. But <laughs> I, I accepted Jesus when I was six and anybody who says that a child doesn't know what they're doing can't, you know, you can't be having these little kids accepting Christ as their savior. It's totally wrong. I knew exactly what I was doing. Mm -hmm. I knew that I needed a savior and I, it broke my heart to think that I could go to hell mm -hmm. and not ever see Jesus, not be with God, you know? Right. And so forgiveness has played such an important role in my life that that has set me free to be the person I am, to be able to work for the Lord, to be able to have a heart of, of understanding and love and mercy. And those are the things I want to continue and, and share in my writing as well. Yeah. And one of the things that I've noticed, you know, even as we've been talking here, I was thinking you mentioned the lack of forgiveness is like a cancer and it kind of eats at your soul and, and who you are and forgiveness both ways, whether you're asking for forgiveness or whether you're receiving forgiveness um, or giving forgiveness, I'm sorry, um, it requires humility, doesn't it? It really does. And, and the thing is about giving forgiveness, I think we have to overcome our human limitations of what we think forgiveness is. Forgiveness is an acceptance of what has happened or approval. It mm. is a release. It's a relinquishing of our right to retribution. We release that and give that over to God mm. and know that he can handle it much better than we can. And so that by giving it to him, that we can be released of that problem. We can let go of the anger towards that person and give it to the Lord. And, you know, it's, it's a hard situation sometimes to understand because it truly is a divine intervention that we, it goes far beyond us. Yeah. And that Jesus gave us on the cross, you know, how can we understand? It's, right. over, it's overwhelming and it's beautiful. It is when you picture Christ on the cross saying, you know, father, forgive them for they know not what they do. You even think about how many offenses we've, committed without realizing it oh yeah absolutely and then you count those along with the ones that we do know about <laughs> and I'm like uh-oh I'm in trouble <laughs> oh man well I love that forgiveness is threaded through your stories um and do you think your characters and the struggles and the journeys that they go through do you think readers will find ways to apply that to their own lives I know they do. I get letters all the time that speak to that, that talk about, you know, I didn't feel so-and-so deserved to be forgiven, so I wasn't going to forgive them. And mm. then I saw myself in that, you know, uh, mm. I've had some really beautiful heart-wrenching letters 
that talk about the fact that um, God used the story to really deal with their hearts. Mm. And so I know that the stories are valuable in ministry work. And, you know, I am so tickled that, that it can be that way because it just, it blesses me to be able to connect to the reader, to let them know they're not alone, that right. there is hope. Right, right. And that hope is in forgiveness. Really, it boils down to forgiveness and grace. Yep. So beautiful. Sure I, love it. I love it. So how many more books are coming in the Along the Rio Grande? Is, it, is no. that it? The, uh, the Along the Rio Grande is the book title. The series is Love on the Santa Fe. Okay. And so there, there will be three total. Okay. They'll all come out this year Ooh. in June and October. Aha. So none, none of them are connected except for the fact that they're all set in, uh, in and along the Rio Grande on the Santa Fe Railroad. Okay. All right. Well, and I love that area. I used to, I used to visit there when I was a, a kid because my grandparents lived in New Mexico. Um, and I love that New Mexico is being featured. So one question for you, which has nothing to do with anything spiritual. I had a small conversation going on a mutual Facebook group that we are a part of. And we were trying to figure out how many states you've set books in. And I even contacted Bethany House Publishing and they weren't even sure. Do you know? No, I don't. (laughs) Okay. So we're going to have to like set up a contest or something for someone to do some Tracy Peterson (laughs) research and find out how many states you've set stories in. (laughs) I know there have been a lot in Alaska and Texas, (laughs) a lot in, in uh, Montana, but um, yeah, I I've never really sat down and tried to figure that out. Yeah. It's kind of fun to try and figure out. I was, I was looking through some of the books that I had on my bookshelf and I'm going, okay, I'm already lost, but you've covered quite a few. So if readers want to get in touch with you, if they want to learn more about your books, um, get a listing of that, follow you online, where do they go? Well, they can get a hold of me at my website, which is www.tracypeterson.com. Mm-hmm. And right. or they can get a hold of me at facebook.com backslash author Tracy Peterson. Okay. Sounds good. And that's the main two places to find me uh, with the uh, website. You can write to me and I do answer all of those letters. Oh, great. Okay. That's good to know. And your name for those of um, readers who aren't familiar with um, you is spelled T-R-A-C-I-E for Tracy, correct? Yep. Okay. Yep. So tracypeterson.com is where you want to check out or facebook.com forward slash author Tracy Peterson. Tracy, thank you so much for being with us today. It was great to talk about not just your books, but also our relationship with the Lord and how forgiveness impacts our life. So I appreciate your time. Well, thank you for having me, Jamie. You're one of my very favorite authors these days. So <laughs> I like I like your intrigue and uh, the time slip that you have in your novels. So keep it up. I will. And thank you for being an inspiration to me. You're welcome. (laughs) 
Thank you for listening to Madlit Musings. You can find out more information about Madlit and all that it has to offer at madlitmentoring.com. That's madlitmentoring.com. Or check out more about Jamie Jo Wright at jamiewrightbooks.com. <laughs>